I think we've been here long enough for one day, Jimmy, Richie said. Let's get out of here. Great, I'm starving. Get the car. The garage door went up and the afternoon sun poured in. Richie shaded his eyes with his hand. Across the street, he couldn't believe what he saw. The guy in the golf cart and the accountant's girl were walking into the condo next to the accountant's. Holy shit, he said. Jimmy, get out of the car. Let's go. Jimmy ran across the street on Richie's heels. At the open door of the condo, they paused. Voices came from the second floor, talking about furniture and curtains. Stupid shit. The voices moved closer, coming down the stairs. Richie and Jimmy stood out of view. The guy and the girl moved to the far end of the condo and stood by the kitchen counter talking. Okay, listen up, Richie whispered. We're going to move in fast. You're going to put his lights out and I'll grab her. You want him dead? No, we need him alive. He's going to get us our money if he wants her back alive. Got it. Richie leaned in to hear what was going on. When the moment seemed right, he nodded at Jimmy and ran into the condo, gun drawn. The woman spotted Richie at the last minute and screamed just as Jimmy grabbed the guy by the hair and slammed his face into the granite countertop. The guy stood up and made a gurgling sound before his eyes crossed and he collapsed in a heap at Jimmy's feet. Richie grabbed the girl, clamping a hand over her mouth and dragging her toward the door. Jimmy retrieved the car from across the street and the whole abduction was over in less than two minutes. Jimmy pounded the gas and soon they were flying east on State Road 100. Who, who are you? What do you want? the girl asked. It don't matter who we are. It's what we want that's the only thing you should care about. What do you want? The two and a half million your boyfriend stole from Frank DeLuca. Candy stared at the man sharing the back seat with her. There was a violent trembling in her chest and she was afraid to speak for fear she wouldn't be able to do so without bursting into tears. The man looked straight ahead as if he were simply out for a drive. The driver was equally nonchalant. Thoughts raced through her mind, battling each other for her attention. Were they going to kill her? Rape her? Rape her, then kill her? What did they mean about two and a half million? Is that what Paul had been doing? Where were they taking her? What would happen when they found out she knew nothing about any money? Please, she said. Please don't kill me. When neither man spoke, she began crying uncontrollably. Fifteen minutes later, the car turned into the parking lot of a motel. The man in the back seat turned to her. We walk from the car to the room. You keep your mouth shut. If you even say hello to somebody, you'll be dead before they hear you. Understand? Candy wiped her eyes with her sleeve and nodded. The small man held her arm as they followed the big one across the parking lot without incident. Sit on the bed and be quiet, the man from the back seat said. Jimmy, find something to tie her up with. Candy trembled. Jimmy went to the bathroom and came out with a towel. He ripped the towel into strips with his knife and used them to tie her hands behind her back, then tied her ankles together. Gagger? he asked the other man, who clearly called the shots. You gonna make any noise? the boss asked her. She shook her head no. No gag, he said to Jimmy. Candy felt a tiny bit of relief. The man from the back seat lit a cigarette and sat in one of the chairs by the window. Where's the money? he said to Candy. What money? I don't know anything about any money she said, fighting back more tears. The money your accountant boyfriend stole. The pieces dropped into place. Fred Colson had warned her that the clock was ticking. These men must work for Frank DeLuca and were probably the ones who murdered Colson. Her fears of being killed escalated. I don't know. That's the truth, she pleaded, hoping it would buy her a pardon. Just as quickly, the thought occurred to her that if she couldn't help them, they had no reason to keep her alive. Then what are you doing here? Here? In Florida, you mean? I came here to find out why Paul bought a condo without telling me. 
The P.I. you hired in New Jersey says you thought he was running a scam. Fear stabbed at her. He was right. She had told Fred Coulson she thought Paul was up to something. Something to do with a big payday. What should she say? She didn't want them to think she was hiding anything. That surely would not work in her favor. Well, I did, but when he told me about the condo, I thought that was it. I thought the condo was his whole scheme. The man nodded and took a drag from his cigarette. So who are these guys you've been working with? Guys? I'm not working with any guys. Listen, he said. There's only one thing keeping you alive right now. Our money. If you keep telling me you don't know anything about it, and you're not working with these guys, we got no reason to keep you alive. Candy's eyes filled with tears. Her emotional overload was preventing her from thinking clearly and would surely get her killed. Please, she said. I don't know what guys you're talking about. Please believe me. The guy was with you when we grabbed you, for one. Kurt? 